You're now listening to your favorite episode of NPR. Nah, I'm just kidding, you're not. You're listening to your favorite podcast. It's Burgers and Brats with your host, Braxton Pope and Matt Marks. Very NPRish, Matt. That was very NPRish. Um, happy, <laughs> um, happy one year anniversary to Rudy Gobert touching all the microphones and the NBA shutting down. It's already been a year, Matt. Wow. Oh. It's gone slow and fast, and mostly slow. I don't think we'll ever forget that night, man. Um, I remember I can't live right next to each other, so we were hanging out that night, and when the NBA shut down, wow, a year ago already today. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe not it. believe it. Uh, speaking of the NBA, we got all-star recap uh, to talk about, some other sports headlines, and college basketball conference tournaments start, so we'll be predicting all of that. But first, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at burgers brats stay up to date with our latest news on twitter instagram and watch us on youtube at burgers brats so matt i'd say another great all-star weekend a very fun three-point contest skills challenge a dunk contest is probably the most underwhelming but a great game as well overall thoughts on the weekend i didn't think it was that great to be honest really i did not think i thought the three-point contest was probably the highlight um the dunk contest underperforming. The skills contest was fun. It was quick, but it was fun. Um, good pick there with Sabonis. Um, and you know, I didn't watch really any of the All Star game to be honest. I was following on my phone, kind of seeing a little bit, but I, I just, um, I mean, we knew LeBron, Team LeBron, was going to win. We yeah. knew that was going to happen. So I just thought it was underperforming. The three-point contest was the highlight. That was the highlight, and um, I, I thought that was really good. Conley, filling in for Booker, did an amazing job. Kind of wanted to see him win it, but um, Steph made it interesting. And that last shot, game winner, he's clutch. So that's my take on it. Yeah, the three-point contest has been one of the better challenges that's happened the last few years. Last year, we had Buddy Heald and Devin Booker go to the last shot as well, then Conley and Curry this year. They had to minimize everything, uh, not as many rounds in the three-point, not as many in the dunk contest, skills challenge. Um, I caught the tail end of that, so I didn't see what happened, but I'm sure I minimized that. Uh, but the game, I, the game was so much fun. Uh, before we get into the game, though, uh, skills challenge, Sabonis, my pick, Sabonis wins. And then we had a great three-point battle. Conley, yeah, it came out of nowhere. I did not think he was going to get that far and knock down that many. But uh, Steph Curry um, ended up winning that on the final shot. Uh, that that was really fun. Curry knocked down, I think, both of the Mountain Dew three-point shots, uh, which he needed both. Dunk contest, yeah, underwhelming. Uh, the three players not really known. Two of them were rookies. Uh, but Simons wins. I Cash is Stanley boot. That dude was robbed in the first round. Only got a forty-four. His he dunked under the leg that he jumped off with. That is remarkable. That is so hard. And the dude only got a forty-four. He got robbed. Uh, so there was that. The dunk contest, man. Last few years, people are getting robbed in that. That that needs to be fixed. But then the game. Uh, lots of players said they didn't want to be there, uh, but. They showed up, they showed out, and I, they had a great time. We had a great time as fans watching. Yeah, we all knew Team LeBron was going to win. I didn't think it would be by 20-plus or they'd be dominating that much. But, man, it was fun to see LeBron and Steph Curry play on the same team. 
Uh, I, hopefully this happens in the NBA, man. I know Curry's not leaving the Warriors. Le- LeBron's having fun in L.A. But Team LeBron is 4-0 and as the team captain. Get that man a GM job. So MVP, Giannis, 16 for 16 with 35 points. Uh, takes home the Kobe Bryant MVP trophy. I, watching Giannis, I think he banked in two three-pointers during the game. We're like, oh, my goodness. Uh, correct uh, MVP for Giannis. Correct um, for him getting MVP, Matt. Definitely. When you're 16 for 16, you're the only player in NBA history to put up those, I mean, to be perfect um, in an all-star game. I mean, not to be perfect, but to put up the numbers he did and be perfect. That's correct. Um, but I do like, just want to add the Curry and Dame hitting deep shots. That was fun. And and that part I like. I mean, like the game was fun. You're right. It's always high scoring. There's no defense. You get to see some incredible trick shots and things like that. So, I mean, it was fun. Um, I But I really did like the Curry and Dame back and forth. And then Giannis, you're, and then I agree with MVP. I mean, you're 16 for 16, 35 points. You did everything. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, I think uh, the next highest uh, perfect 100% field goal was 8 for 8 uh, back a long time ago. I forgot who did it. But 16 for 16 is remarkable. Bradley Beal led team Kevin Durant with a quiet 26. Uh, Kyrie with 24. Tatum and Harden both for 21. Chris Paul, 16 assists. He passed Magic Johnson for the most all-time in the All-Star game with 128. And then as you said, Damon Curry, they both went 8 for 16 from 3. I, I, I want to say Curry had 7 in the first half. I believe that. I, th- I think that's what I heard. Uh, but he was hitting shots and turning around, looking at the crowd, uh, wetting them. And then uh, one player uh, I was impressed with was Jalen Brown. He went 8 for 12, 5 for 7 on 3 points and 22 points. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, why is this dude in the All-Star game? But he did pretty good. Um, who who impressed you the most uh, during the game, Matt? Well, looking at the numbers, uh if we're looking at a player that played really right up to where he's been playing all season, James Harden, 21 points. He only shot – he was 7 for 14. He shot practically. Uh, he made only threes, and he turned the ball over three times, which tied the uh, tied the highest for Team Durant. So seeing, Kevin, or seeing uh, James Harden turn the ball over, that is spot on Harden that we know and love <laughs> every game in the regular season. So I think he played just like himself. No, um, performance-wise, though, Giannis Durant – got to say Durant. Why do I keep saying Durant? Giannis, Curry, and Dame are the three that I think were very impressive. And just, again, the back and forth at the end between Curry and Dame, um, hitting almost, almost half-court shots, just – I mean, it's beautiful to watch, fun to watch. Um, again, if I was playing, I would pick Team LeBron. I would want to play on that team. They had more fun. Again, there's a reason we're talking about Team LeBron and we're not even talking about Team Durant much. So a lot of it's, it's just one-sided, and it was great for all the players on LeBron's side. I, just more talent. Yeah, I want to piggyback off that. With all the pictures, you see everyone on Team LeBron just smiling and having fun when they're shooting up shots. Everyone's like, yeah, that's going in. Uh, they're laughing, uh, cracking jokes, saying – or everyone was just happy to see everyone succeed and knock down buckets. You never really saw that on Team KD. And the highlight of the game, Curry and CP3 catching lobs and throwing them down. That was just the highlight. 
uh, seeing Seth Curry uh, catch a lob, CP3 catch a lob. That, that was so much fun to see. Uh, All-Star Games, they, they've been great over the last few years. So it's uh, I really, we really like this format. I know we talked about it last year too, but uh, this format is very, very fun. Hopefully next year is a little bit more competitive, but All-Star Game, I'd say success. Yeah, I mean, you know, going back to what I said, I think with it was all right. I mean, the game was fun. You had a blowout, of course. I mean, you know, there's, again, like I said, there's no defense. I just, you know, I just think it could have been better in some areas, and maybe not the game itself, but some of those, you know, the dunk contest or the skills. Uh, the three-point shooting contest was, like I said, between those, maybe the three different contests, was by far the winner because, I mean, that was – everyone did well except Jalen Brown. He had 17. But Curry dropping 31 in the first round of that, I mean, it just was good. Um, and it was really fun to watch. So I think I need to clarify that between the three different contests, three-point was my was my favorite. Yeah, next year will be more back to normal. People who sh- – uh, all these all-stars or – these dunkers will be back in the dunk contest and better three-point specialists too. Just had a lot of players sitting out because uh, maybe wanted to spend time with family during this uh, time, not wanting to travel uh, due to COVID. Uh, anything else to add on All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend? Uh, I think that's good. Let's move on. All right. Some, some sports headlines from around the sports world. Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie. Uh, I don't know if I said that right. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the guy. That's what he said. I'm, I'm – I think that's the right move. Go build around him. You better draft Kyle Pitts or the – who's the kid from LSU who set out last year? Uh, uh, Jamar Chase? Yes. Was it Jamar so, Chase? Yeah. No, no, yeah. So you better draft uh, one of those guys. You need some receivers for Jalen Hurts uh, and maybe some defensive guys. Thoughts on Jalen Hurts being the guy? I mean, that's the smart decision. You trade away Wentz. Who else are you going to bring in? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the smart decision. So I I think that's if I'm the Eagles, and you know I don't I love the Eagles so much. Um, <laughs> they're but they're making the right decision. You you don't have a quarterback battle. You roll with who you got, and you got a good quarterback in Jalen. Yep. Uh, Loyola Chicago and Sister Jean are back in March Madness. They're twenty four and four this year, which is a better team, better record than they had the year they went to the Final Four. How happy are you to see Sister Jean back? No, oh, bro, I'm excited. I think this is going to be fun. Now, will they make it as far? I don't think they'll make it to the Final Four, but hey, anything's possible. Um, this is, was a fun team to watch in 2018. Just the magical runs that sports, uh, CBS Sports put something out a couple of days ago, and they just had all the like the highlight of their run, and it was so cool to just it gave me chills watching those every game in the tournament. Almost the like one was like down to the wire, and um, just the shots that they hit. That was such a fun team to watch, and to get to a Final Four, put their program on the map. I'm excited to see it. I, I again. I mean, it's early. I got to look at the brackets when that comes out, figure it out. I don't think they'll make it as far as they did, but I could. Don't put it past them to make another magical run and go deep. Um, Head coach Porter Moser has done a great job with that program, and then you got the magic of Sister Jean. Enough said. (laughs) Yeah, get her double vaccinated. Get her down there uh, or get her up to uh, Indianapolis. I I saw the CBS thing, and I forgot they went to the Final Four. Usually most of these teams get out. Uh, lead a sweet 16 but yeah they made it to the final four and beat some good teams took down Uh, a lot of talent yeah 
Yeah. Uh, a three number three Tennessee team, and I think they got an easy number eight CK State team. But yeah, nonetheless, they made it to the took, final four. Took down Nevada. Um, but yeah, Nevada. And they took down. Oh, who else was there? Uh, uh, well, I bring up one team, and I can't even bring up the others. But I think they took down Michigan. Maybe. Maybe I'm not maybe, sure. Uh, maybe towards the end, maybe not. But um, yeah, again, they be took tough down to do some this year. Tough teams, yeah. Uh, staying in the, or going to the NBA, Blake Griffin is going to the Nets. Uh, he'll earn $1.2 million the rest of the year. This Nets team, wow. Uh, they, I know you had them picked, and then once they got hard, and you're like, no. Now they got Blake Griffin. What do you say? I uh, still don't know. No, I mean, they are one of the favorites. Um, I mean, again, go. It's just let's just go to a team where you think, hey, we're easily going to get a, a ring. Um, but you know, I'd like to see what happens in the finals if they do make it to the finals, because that could come back to bite them, you know, but maybe not. They may have too much star power. I wanted to see Blink Griffin go to Miami, um, or Portland, but didn't happen. And of course, anybody that wants to be a free agent is going to go to the Nets. I'm sure the Nets will add another five players before the trade deadline and they'll get rid of their, you know, whoever's on the bench. that's not black. I mean, it just seems like it's a cycle that they're just going to continue to load up with talent. Um, yeah. I didn't want to see that move. Maybe they'll go all the way, but again, we'll see what happens on the West. I'm not going to just say, and even on the East with Philadelphia and a couple other teams, I'm, I'm not just saying the Nets are going to walk their way through, even though they are loaded. Well, I, I'm undoubtedly saying Nets versus Lakers in the finals. If if anything comes back to bite the Nets, it'll be before the finals, uh, maybe Eastern Conference. Uh, but this team is dangerous now with Blake Griffin. Uh, some news that happened the other day: Les Miles and Kansas part ways. Uh, this is probably the this is the right move, uh, 100%. Uh, see what Kansas does next. I guess bring in Mangino again. Yeah, they are going to be whoever's coming into that job. Well. You're at least the head coach of a football program. <laughs> yep. And then, Matt, some good news, or as I look at it, bad news for your Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, a four-year, $160 million contract with $124 million guaranteed. How are you feeling about your quarterback? I'm happy we got him. It's going to be uh, interesting now to see how we manage our roster, but this needed to happen. You know, probably could have gotten him a little cheaper earlier on, but that never happened. But we got him, we paid him, and now we see what we do. I'm still a proponent of if Zeke is not going to be the Zeke from a couple of years ago, then you trade him and you run with you run with Tony Pollard. But um, I don't know what they're going to do. Cowboys need some work to be done, especially defense, O-line, things like that. But um, I'm happy we got our guy. Yeah, this is way too much money for a dude who is 29 and 25, I believe. They were 1-3 last year, even having one of the best offenses, because now you can't spend money anywhere else. It's all going to Dak, who, yes, he's a good quarterback, but he's not going to take you to the next step. You've had this for four years now. You have one playoff win, I think. Uh, Yes, you've been high seeds, but I I think it's way too much money for Dak Prescott. you got to go put that money somewhere else. Any other sports headlines you've seen this week we didn't talk about? Uh, well, you know, a lot of uh, people are being franchise tagged this week. Bears are franchise uh, are going to franchise uh, Allen Robinson. Um, Chris Carson is not coming back. He's not going to be issued a tag, so he'll hit free agency 
Um, and then I'm also seeing, I'm just, you know, looking at what are the big headlines right now, that uh, Kyle Long, lineman from uh, Chicago who retired back in 2020, is unretiring. So football picking up now with all these franchise tag deadlines, things like that. We're going to see some changes. And also, uh, Chris Godwin's getting the franchise tag for Tampa Bay. Yeah, good use of it down in Tampa Bay. A good, great wide receiver. Um, so let's move into On This Day in History. 1959, Barbie makes her debut at the American Toy Fair in New York. 1876, the first telephone call. And 1997, Buffy the Vampire Slayer premieres. And then we got some birthdays to give out. Happy birthday to Carrie Underwood, Chuck Norris, and Kate Shepard. Uh, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brats. Stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and watch us on YouTube at Burgers Brats. So college basketball tournaments are underway. They've, some have already started, but the main ones we're going to dive into starting up today, yesterday going to be predicting our champions so let's start in the acc matt who you got all right well i've got well i've got virginia um i really like what they've done again another good year for virginia um they have done just exceptionally well i don't know how many years now but i mean they've just been kind of a force they won the tournament um well the last tournament we had two years ago. Can you believe it? Yep. It's um, I, That was a fun team to watch, a really, like, defensive team. They didn't score a lot that um, that year. Uh, but yeah, they, they scored, like, 50. Defense. Yeah. And, like, for 45, <laughs> 50 points. Their defensive presence was great. This is a team that is 13-4 and four in conference, 17-6 and six overall. They're 10-1 and one at home. They're on a two-game winning streak. They're 16, ranked 16 right now. I like this team to go in and win their conference tournament. They're going to have some competition. There's a couple other, two other teams, Florida State and Virginia Tech, that are in the top 25. But other than that, really, I don't think they're going to be – this is not the year of Duke and North Carolina. So this is the year of Virginia, and they're going to, I think, easily, easily win this conference championship. Yeah, I'll tell you why they'll easily win or at least easily make it to the conference championship part. They don't play Florida they in their bracket part. They would not play Florida State, Virginia Tech or North Carolina until the finals. So they've got a pretty easy schedule. The toughest team they'd face is uh, probably Clemson who's the 5 seed, I forgot the 3 seeds, but or the 4 seed. But um 4 and 2 against the uh, fellow top 6 ACC schools. Uh, they did have a huge blowout loss to Florida State uh, two, three weeks ago, but it's one game. Uh, Virginia's looking more rounded since then. And uh, their likely path, they'll have to play Syracuse or NC State, followed by Georgia Tech, and they're 4-1 against those teams this year. So I think Virginia easily makes it to the final, and I think they uh, take down uh, one of those other top teams in the ACC. Let's move into the SEC. I think Alabama. Uh, this should be pretty easy. I know Arkansas is up there. Uh, Alabama, though, is just the more rounded team. They've been at the top all year. Uh, no Kentucky or LSU this year. Uh, Bama's just been great. Uh, they, I don't think they're going to fold now. But watch out for Arkansas and Tennessee to make a run in that conference. But I think Alabama winning the SEC. 
Yeah, I'm, I agree with you on your pick. Um, you've got really two two very hot teams. You got a ba- uh, Alabama six overall, who's won three straight. They're twenty one and six, and then you've got Arkansas, who's won eight in a row, and they're twenty one and five. Now, remember, Arkansas hired. Um, the former head coach, um, as I'm blanking on his name now, from Nevada. Um, Can't I, help you. I know. <laughs> now I've got to look this up. Thankfully, I've got my computer here. Because, oh, Eric, uh, Eric, Musselman. Musselman? Wow. I botching <laughs> his name, too. They hired him in the offseason. He did a really good job in Nevada. And so yeah. he's done a really good job here. In Arkansas, I, I think, but I am going to give it to Nate Oates in Alabama. So I went on that whole tangent to bring Arkansas in. I'm not picking Arkansas. I think you're, I'm with you. Alabama is going to win this. But you look at the brackets, and it very well could be an Alabama-Arkansas championship. And I think that would be a really good one. I think Alabama pulls away, though, and wins it in a close contest. All right. I believe this is finally where we differ. Uh, Pac-12. Uh USC is the number two seed, but they have the best odds to win. Oregon, the one seed, but the third best odds. So I'm going at USC on this one. USC did beat Oregon by 15 uh, just two weeks ago. They've got the seven-foot freshman, uh, center Evan Mobley. He's likely league player of the year, averaging 16 points per game, nine rebounds, and has 77 blocks on the year. So he'll be a high first-round pick this year. And Matt, the Trojans' defense, man, limiting opponents to 39% shooting from the field and a plus eight on the rebounds per game. So this team is very good at rebounding and very good on defense. I'm going USC to win the Pac-12 championship. Well, that's a good one. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna roll with the hot hand that again could our teams could face off if they both make it to a championship and. I'm trying to get revenge on that USC loss. I'm going with Oregon. Um, Oregon is not ranked right now, um, but they're 19 and five on the season. They've won five in a row, so they're they're pretty hot right now. Trojans have won two in a row, um, but I'm going to Oregon to win their to win their conference championship. So we differ on this one. All right, Big East differ on this one again. Who got in the Big East? Yeah, so this one might be the big shocker of them all. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Um, so I was looking at these. I was looking at the teams. I'm like, okay, who, who do I want to roll with? And, and normally, hey, Villanova. But Villanova had two major injuries now in the span of these last ten days or whatever. I'm going with I'm going with Creighton, number seventeen overall. Creighton. Um, they're eighteen and seven on the season, fourteen and six in conference. They've only they've only won their last game. Um, this is probably my weakest pick of them all, but I'm going to go out there on a limb. They're 17. They're ranked 17 in the polls, but I'm going Creighton. Um, and they were only a half a game back from Villanova, um, in their conference looks like. So, yeah. All right. So you have the, you have the two seed winning. I have the three seed in UConn and Matt, have you not been paying attention what's happening up in Creighton this week? I do, and that's another reason why I think it's gonna it's gonna motivate this team. This team has gotten a lot of news right now for uh, Greg uh, McDermott's racially insensitive comments. He even was offered to resign, and they reinstated him. And I think this is gonna rally the team together. I mean, he, I mean, obviously this is an off the court issue, but it bleeds into the 
to the game. But I think it's going to be a bonding moment. Not saying this is going to propel them to wins, but I think the team's really going to. They've looked at themselves. He's looked at himself for his comments, and I think I think the team, you know, is is there for him because he he made his mistake. He's owned up to it. He's apologized. I think for this team, it's going to it's going to bring them together. Um, I think through this whole incident, and um, but yeah, no, I mean he he is. Uh, that was big news that came out of that team. And, and uh, like I said, he offered to resign, but they didn't accept it. They said, you know, the team wants him to be the coach, but it's a big learning moment for him. But I think it's going to somehow bring the team together. That's why I'm going with Craig. I, I, I see it the complete opposite way. I'm Well, for, um, just what he said was – he told his players, and I quote, everybody stay on the plantation, no quitting the plantation. You can't say that. And then you have the players make a video of calling him out or basically saying what he did wrong or how they all need to um, learn about this. Uh, he, he was only suspended one game. That one game is nothing, uh, especially when you've already got everything set uh, tournament-wise. They did win pretty handily in their final game. I, I don't I, – I don't see them. This has a coming together moment. I uh, think they'll still play uh, pretty well, but uh, that that they're not coming together on that. Uh, Villanova, uh, Gillespie's out for the rest of the year, so that that's why we're not picking Villanova to win this, even though they're the number one seed, number one team in the Big East. Uh, UConn, though, uh, they're they're the uh, most healthy out of the top few teams. They won six out of their last seven. Uh, some other teams to look out, though, for is the 5C St. John's and Seton Hall coming at number seven. But I'll go UConn. I'll go on a limb and take UConn in this one. A few others are taking them, uh, so I'll hop on that. And then Big 12, uh, Matt, go ahead and start in the Big 12. You got this one. Yeah, so in the Big 12, um, I've got Baylor, and that's easy. No one else. I mean, we've seen some teams that have uh, looked really good this year, OU for a period of time. Uh, Oklahoma State has had some really good games. But, you know, we've just seen – it's just been all Baylor, and that's not changing. Baylor's going to power through this thing and win it. Yeah, Kansas has been playing like Kansas as of lately, um, and they always do good in this tournament. Uh, Baylor won the first regular their first regular season title ever in the Big 12 and looking for their first ever conference title or tournament uh, championship in the Big 12. Um, they were in that slump, having 21 days off from COVID, uh, but I think they're back. Uh, Baylor is back. Baylor is the best team in the Big 12. They are the team to beat. I think I, I, they're going to win this uh, Big 12 tournament. If OU, though, remembers how they played from a few weeks ago, uh, they could be dangerous. So could Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham, see how healthy he is, West Virginia, Texas. There's just so many teams in this Big 12. But I think Baylor takes this one. And then let's head to the finally the Big Ten. This one, this should be the best conference tournament, uh, most likely. Um, I got Illinois winning this one. Uh, they've beat Wisconsin. They've beat Wisconsin, Michigan by twenty, and then OSU in back to back to back weeks. Brad Underwood has them hot rolling. Uh, Big Ten is super deep, so they could get knocked out to one of these other teams because it's just so good, but. Illinois, um, they're, they're just too good for me right now, right now. But watch out for Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, um, even Wisconsin. Those are other, other three that could easily win this tournament. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be one of the deeper 
like you said, I think it's going to be one of the deeper tournaments. I mean, you've got a lot of really good teams, teams that are on down years, but could still edge out a win and knock somebody out. I mean, they could sneak through this. I, I, I like the pick. It's tough going against Illinois, but I am going against the. I am going with the number one. I'm going with Michigan, but I, I really think um, it's going to be tough because you can't count out Iowa. You can't count out Purdue. Um, but I'm I'm going with Michigan. They've had a really they've done an exceptional job this year. So it's tough, but I'm going with the one seed. So give me Michigan. Illinois and Michigan aren't in the same bracket, are they? No. If uh, Michigan. Right. They would. The only way they would match it up is if they get to the championship. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Illinois is number two. Illinois did beat Michigan by twenty last yep. week, Matt. So we'll see they what did. happens. Comeback season. Um. Anything else for college basketball conference tournament predictions? Nope. All right. Let's move into our final segment. Who'd you share a burger and brought with? I'll start on this one. So a car that looks like an F1 and Batmobile, the world's first solar-powered power, solar car, is getting closer to its first market day. Aptera Motors announced $4 million of financing and 7,000 pre-orders of their latest car. Uh, the Aptera electric trike has three wheels, contains 34 square feet of solar cells, and only costs $25,000. That's way cheaper than a Tesla. Not that much more, or it's about average for these nicer cars. Uh, so it, get this, it just needs 15 minutes of charge to drive 150 miles and just leaving it parked in the sun all day provides 40 miles of range on its own. So I can't wait to get a Aptera Motors, uh, little car, a little Batmobile. Uh, so share burger brought with that company for bringing that to market. Nice. Well, I've got, uh, Joel Embiid. He, now he didn't play in the game, um, due to COVID tracing, but his all-star winnings, which I'm assuming, you know, he still gets the at least half. <laughs> wait on whatever money because he was on the team. Um, he was going to donate. This was an article that came out right before the game on Saturday, but um, he donated a hundred thousand dollars to homeless shelters, um, and then the 76ers were also going to match that as well. So. Uh, really cool to see that, um, just the giving bank season. This was, again, going back to the All-Star game, just a lot of the community. There was a lot about community in this game. We saw Robert Covington uh, giving out uh, some scholarships, donating some money for some students at his school, or, you know, at his college. And, uh, just a cool, cool weekend of giving back. So good for Embiid, even though, unfortunately, he never got to play in the game because of COVID tracing. But um you love to see those stories of athletes using their platform to give back to the community. Yeah, Kevin Durant's charity probably wishes Joel Embiid played uh, during the game because they could have used that. Uh, maybe they could have got a quarter win or something. Uh, but, yeah, anything else to add on this uh, episode? I'm ready for baseball season and March Madness. March Madness. Selection show, We our next episode will be after March Madness uh, tournament brackets are released, so that'll be fun one to do. That'll be fun when we get back. I'm looking forward to putting the bracket together, a winning bracket, because uh, I'm on a winning streak right now, Braxton. I may have picked, <laughs> I picked Virginia two years ago, so I'm still sitting on a high win right now. <laughs> I think we all picked Virginia last year, or two years ago, I think. Uh, did we? You're not special. I, yeah, I think we did. I'd have to go back on that one and look. I don't remember. I remember I won freshman year, so. Okay. Yeah, that was the, the second round. Yeah. 
I don't know. No, that was the year they lost in like the round of 32 or first round. I'm, yeah, I didn't pick them to go that far, but everyone else had them to go far because they lost like some guy or something. Yeah, but it might have been we... UMBC or UMWBC year. Yeah, they were the one that upset them the year before that. Yeah, the 16 and the one. Yeah, so wow, March Madness is going to be fun this year. I oh. can't wait. Well, everyone, thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brats. Stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and watch us on YouTube at Burgers Brats. For Matt and I, thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.